everybody, and welcome to an episode of the RXP Podcast, a podcast where three working professionals talk about their love for video games, movies, and TV shows. This week, I'll be your host. My name is Tiffany, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Persona 5 Strikers is a great game. And Matt. What is up, guys? I have done it. I am part of the 200 Club. I'm level 200 on PlayStation right now. Feeling quite good. We're a little bit... Congratulations. Is it like, what, three months? Four months? Yeah. We'll be hitting four months soon. Yeah. Probably by the time that this episode goes up. Sweet. Yeah, I I got my level 200 trophy this afternoon. Wow. Congratulations, Matt. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, today... We are going to talk about something that has inspired me. Um, So, you know, a couple was it It was only a couple episodes ago. Our dearest Matt was talking about his love for Majora's Mask. Mm. Can't get enough of it. He's played it so many times. He hopes that he can play it again. Yep. So, listeners, today's topic of the show is replayability and rewatchability. We're going to talk through um, some games that we've replayed and why we replayed them. We're going to go through some shows and movies, like what makes us compelled to watch it again. Uh, so I think I'm going to start off the discussion for re- for replaying games, you guys. I know, Matt, you've talked about how much you love Majora's Mask and all that. I'm going to be real. I think I've replayed I know I've replayed less than a handful of games. What? The yes. Wow. I just the idea of having to go through or not having to go through, rather, no game has really impacted me so much where I felt the need to experience again. Personally, I think one of the hindrances is maybe like length of time. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the games I like, I like JRPGs. I like um, other role-playing games. So those games typically have a longer duration of storytelling. So one of the games, though, that I am happy to say that I have replayed is Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, so good. One of the best. So, yeah, for real. Like, when that game was literally the the reason why I begged my parents for a PlayStation 2 when I saw that, you know, game on mm-hmm. Disney Channel commercials and I played that you know back in 2001 2000 2001 and then I replayed it I want to say a year before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out so I'm thinking 2018 okay I think 2018 is when I replayed Kingdom Hearts 1 because I basically told myself, okay, there's one year until Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out. Oh, wait. Rather, we thought at the time that it was one year because they kept pushing back the release date of Kingdom Hearts 3. But I told myself about maybe like a year and a half before the game actually came out. I was like, I'm going to replay every single Kingdom Hearts game in preparation (laughs) for Kingdom Hearts 3. That is a lot of games. Listen, the final mixes had come out. (laughs) The 2.9 was a thing. You know what I mean? Like I had it all accessible on my PlayStation 4. I got through Kingdom Hearts 1 and like two ta- like one world in Kingdom Hearts 2. And like Chain of Memories was like a hot second. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a fail on my part, but I I loved Kingdom Hearts 1 and I think for me it's like a decade had passed mm-hmm. or like more than a decade, you know? So that's what inspired me to go back and play it. Um, otherwise, I've booted up a few games to replay, but never really got a large chunk out. Like, I think in the last year, um, while waiting for PlayStation 5, I booted Final Fantasy X because I bought that package, you know, Final Fantasy X and X-2 um, collection for cheap for the PlayStation 4. And I played, like, I don't know, eight hours of Final Fantasy 10, maybe five to eight hours. But the real reason I was even playing 10 was because I wanted to play 10 2 again so badly, but I didn't feel like I could without pl- replaying 10. <laughs> so I kind of like dug myself into a hole there. So I still haven't replayed 10 2 because mm-hmm. I hadn't finished 10. But yeah, honestly, the, those are the 
the two games for me. You know, I've never really replayed a Pokemon. I actually tried to replay Pokemon Silver when it came out for like, you know, $10 mm-hmm. on like the DS shop. But I didn't really get that far in that one. I think I got to like the next town and like hadn't, you know, gone back to it. Have you, so have you played any of the retro consoles on on Switch or anything like the with Nintendo Switch Online, like you get NES and SNES games. Have you played any of those? That's a great question. I've only played Mario Kart on okay. it because I had nostalgia. <laughs> I wanted to see, I was like, wait, what does this look like again? And I like played probably an hour. I played a few races um, on the Switch. But yeah, I haven't really delved deep into that NES Online at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I I play, I replay a lot of games. <laughs> um i have replayed kingdom hearts quite a bit um the first game i've i've beaten it a few times but i've tried to replay it more than that um i've gotten the ultima weapon two times i think two times the original time and then i got the ultima weapon on xbox when they finally released all of them um because like when square released kingdom hearts 3 finally and they released it to Xbox, I was pumped. Because at that time, I didn't have a PlayStation, but I loved all the Kingdom Hearts games from PlayStation 2. And I was the guy that was on Twitter that was, like, once a week, I would pull up Twitter, and I would tweet at Square Enix and be like, hey, um, you want to release the rest of the games to Xbox? Thanks. Bye. You know, like, I would keep doing that. (laughs) So I feel like I owed it to them and to myself to replay it. Um so I played a lot of that. Of course, uh, you know, I've talked about a lot about Majora's Mask, um, but I've played that on just different consoles just to see what they feel like. I feel like... The, of course, for science. You know, it's it's all about <laughs> science, you know, and like ranking yeah. them. Because like the 3DS version, it brought like a map system that was really lacking in the N64 and GameCube port. And so really the 3DS version is like the ultimate version of that game. So it's like that there was so many quality of life things that made that game even better and probably easier to go back to. Um, And I just love that story. That story, as you guys will hear about and see when we review it finally (laughs) as a team when it gets announced for Switch. Um, But that game is is really good. For me, I'm just a huge nostalgic person when it comes to games. I love PlayStation 2 games. Um, in 64 games and so those two consoles that probably have played the most replayability and I think a lot of it was because you know I had a limited amount of games at that time um, and right. so like I would when I finished playing a game I may not have a new game for until Christmas you know and so I would you know replay an old game um, and now like with Game Pass and PlayStation Collection like it's it's a little bit harder to replay those games like, with that being said, I have all these games in last weekend's, um, you know, Fall Guys. In last weekend. Fall Guys uh, released an event for Cuphead skins. And so I got the okay. Cuphead skins. And then I thought, mm-hmm. you know, Cuphead's one of my favorite games of all time. And I think I can platinum this on the PlayStation because I 100%ed it on Xbox. And so I downloaded it and platinum it by the end of the weekend. <laughs> That's another thing, audience, that inspired me to, for the topic of the episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> Matt chose to replay Cuphead than play Control. I don't know. Yeah. What a maniac. Like, you have to you have to play that game on regular mode, on normal mode, and then hard mode. So I replayed it actually twice um, last weekend. But that game is just so good. And there's, like, so much nostalgia with just... I played that on... James and I would play at his house and we would just play couch co-op because that game was awesome as couch co-op and it was actually a lot harder on couch co-op um than it is single player but like i remember as a kid like you know uh video games have always been kind of like an outlet for me and i remember like my dog died and what did i do i went into my room and played sly cooper the thievius raccoonus which i've played probably more than any game before like sly cooper the thievist raccoonist is probably one of my most played games why i used it i have no idea but like it was just like a comfort level for me um so i really really like replaying games don't do it as much now but you know 
I guess I dabble in it again. <laughs> is it because that when you play it, you kind of get this, you feel the same feelings that you had felt when you played it the first time? Or is it that you want to relive some of the memories? Maybe a little bit of both. Like maybe it's just like something I know what I'm getting out of. And like, I know mm-hmm. I love those games and the characters and I love their interactions and like, it could just be mindless and I don't have to really think about it uh, because I played it so often growing up. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy replaying games. I do it quite a bit. And I am, you know, when they, you know, you, you see on Twitter, they're like, okay, we're releasing this remaster, or this re-release or remake. The audience is me. Like I will buy things. <laughs> Five guess, times. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> you will. Because you all, I remember when the Mario collection came out, you finished Mario 64 like in a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. Which this, you know, I want to I hear what Alex has to say. But then, you know, Alex, after you finish this, it kind of brings a question. It's like, should some of these stay in the past? And one of those games that I realized should stay in the past is Super Mario Sunshine. Because I had such a high remembrance of super mario sunshine then i played that game and i never finished it super mario 64 on the switch, on the switch. super mario 64 yeah. i was like this is the game i remember i love all of it super mario sunshine oof like a big oof you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'd say for me a lot of uh my time when i actually did replay games was when i was younger and obviously it's you know due to being a child and not having your own income and make being able to make your own choices right and choosing to be like oh I want this brand new game I want a brand new game and like right there are brand new games coming out every month and so just not having that option is well the games that you know my parents did get for me it just was a fallback to say well since I'm not getting new games I need to play these old games again and I guess it kind of goes along with what you guys are seems to be leaning towards in that for me personally, I typically try not to, or I don't necessarily avoid it, but I'm not as encouraged to replay games because part of my enjoyment of games and, you know, like movies and TV shows I will get into later on is that I'm experiencing it for the first time and kind of the magic of, I don't know what's going to happen, finding out what happens Mm -hmm. and enjoying it, or at least getting that first experience is part of the experience for me and then once i've seen it once once i played it once a lot of that magic gets taken away so it's never going to be as enjoyable the next time through as it was the first time because that aspect of mystery is gone but in terms of the games i have actually replayed so yeah the kingdom arts franchise i've played the first one a few times but overall i've played about every single title in the kingdom arts franchise twice wow except for chain of memories so as a franchise ryan like obviously there's 10 11 13 games across the board okay i guess excluding melody of memory because that recently came out but yeah every core line title one two birth by sleep uh dream drop distance recoded because uh those titles got eventually got ported to console and a lot of those were on the handhelds so being able to play it with a full controller also was kind of like a brand new experience in that part and as you guys also mentioned i played it in preparation to refresh myself for the release of kingdom Hearts 3 because it was 15 odd years since the release of kingdom Hearts 2 so there was a lot of gap to fill in there but on an individual basis, the game I've replayed the most was Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube. And the reason why I played this, one, due to the fact that it was a game where I had it as a child, right? I had it on GameCube, didn't have a lot of other games. But also, it was my favorite RPG at the time, even more so over something like Kingdom Hearts. And why I was able to go back to it, and I think by the time I stopped playing it, I re- replayed it fully five times what like i have wow. five different saves that's even a that surprise to me like right. i didn't realize that and i think the core reason that i replayed that so much is that built into the game they had a system that encouraged you to replay it because while you fought battles you got a currency which was literally spelled out called grade so g-r-g-r-a-d-e 
And by the time you finish the game, you know, you accumulated this amount of grade over every battle you participated in. And when you choose to start a new save, you would choose the save that you cleared the game on and it would show you the amount of grade you earned. And you literally spend that grade in a shop for benefits on your next playthrough. And so built in, it wasn't necessarily a new game plus per se, but in a way it was a new game plus because you could choose to say, spend some grade on, I want to carry my equipment over. I want to carry my skills over. I want to carry, you know, my whatever over. I want to unlock a new difficulty. I want to unlock this series of fights. And I think that was kind of the core beginning of saying the game by design encouraged you to say, well, you played through once, you had a great time. And while you were playing the whole time, we were keeping track of how well you did because the grade was a factor of your combat prowess. Okay. So as a reward for how well you did in these battles throughout you know, the course of this, I think the first time I beat it, it took me like 90 hours or something mm-hmm. on the save file. Wow. Obviously, I was a kid, so I wasn't that good at action RPGs. Um, And so there's a lot of retrying on boss fights. But over the course of this 90-hour adventure, this is your grade total. And now this is what you can afford to spend it on. And there were a lot of things actually locked behind the grade shop that you wouldn't see on your first playthrough. So on top of incentivizing you for fighting well, it also gave you the ability to see new things on additional playthroughs later on that you could only see if you wanted to go through it again. And that's something that I think is has been a hallmark of the Tales of Games. Like every, every Tales of Game I've played since then has had this system. I'm not sure if it started with Symphonia. Symphonia wasn't the first Tales of Game, but it's something that they've always wanted to encourage and reward you. And I think that's really what would get me to want to play the game again, is that if there's a meaningful feedback to say, oh yeah, New Game Plus is great, but it's most of the time just carrying over what you leveled up already and doing the exact same thing with no changes. Whereas tales of really kind of gave you an incentive to say, here's a secret boss battle. That's only on new game plus technically, and you have to unlock it. Right. So you don't just Mm -hmm. get it by doing it. You have to spend that Mm. grade to have that option. Mm. So there's, and yet it's a choice, right? Because you only earn so much grade. So you're out of luck. If you want to get, bring your equipment over and do the boss fight, you know, you might have to choose one or the other based upon how much grade you earned. So it sounds like you, in that instance, you were really encouraged by newer content. Right. And I guess it is that thing of that, you know, Tales of Symphony on GameCube was long before the age of downloadable content and Mm add-ons and everything. So it was fun to see at that time a developer look at the game and say, hey, we're going to design a first playthrough experience but then also pack in the extra content into the game right and there's you know i'm not paying for it i'm paying for it in grade but you know zero extra dollars right and it's that fun way of making the game more interesting giving it longevity beyond an or long game i think i ended up getting a guide for it right back when they still did printed game guides yeah, prima strategy and- guides or whatever <laughs> yeah and even with the guide i think the fastest i beat the game you know, barring I was still like a 10-year-old, uh, it still took me like 50 hours. And so this was a very meaty game that had a lot of content in it. I even had the walkthrough to let me know like what I needed to do, where I needed to do it, the advantages, the weaknesses of bosses and everything. And it was that game that really had a lot of content and bang for your buck that as a child made me appreciate more of how games were back in the day compared to games these days. Did that game have two discs? It did because yeah, it was on yeah, it was GameCube. on the GameCube. It had yeah. two mini discs. Yeah, two discs, so that's really a meaty game. Mm-hmm. I don't know many other GameCube games that had more than one disc. So, would you guys say that um like let's say you know like the Pokemon franchise when every generation they pretty much come out with two, right? Like a red and a blue, yeah. a gold and a silver. I mean, I was lucky enough, obviously, to grow up with a sibling. Alex and I each got our own game. We always got, you know, the opposite game so that we can trade with each other. Do you think someone who, like, do you know people that got both games just for themselves because they didn't necessarily have a sibling or whatever? And do you consider that replaying a game if they they replay 
if they're playing like shield and then going back and playing sword? A hundred percent. Because I know that there are the Pokemon that don't exist in one version that only exists in the other, but the core story is the same across both. And so, I mean, I guess if you're also excluding the legendaries, right? Like yeah. the version of legendaries. Yeah. But it's deep down, especially the Pokemon games in particular, are the same game, at least to my, from my perspective. And so, yes, if you're playing both versions in the same gen, you are replaying the same game. And I'll go even further. I'll say, if you're playing any Pokemon after the first red and blue, are you gonna you're say replaying we're replaying the same po- game. Oh, <laughs> shots you're fired. Just, we sh- just every time. Should have brought but, this up last you know, week. We already just sat previously. <laughs> um, what type of person buys both diamond and pearl? Or, you know, X and Y. Or black and Y. Like, I... I'd like to know, I'd like to ask them a bunch of questions. <laughs> First you know question would be why. <laughs> why you do that? <laughs> if there's any listeners that have done that, please write in at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast and let us know. Um, I thought, Alex, didn't you have a friend that did buy both? For the most recent Sword and Shield release, I did. I do know someone that did buy both and completed the game on both. What? I didn't even complete uh, it on one. I, <laughs> I cannot attest as to their motivation the besides the fact that, as far as I know, currently in one of the versions they have a living Pokedex. Oh. So okay. In in the one version they have one of every single Pokemon separately in that version. So, you know, including each stage of evolution, but each one separately. Interesting. Okay. Didn't they have a bundle for Sword and yeah. Shield? Like they together? They did have he, a... And yes. the person did buy the bundle. I, I want yes, to it... know what the sales are like for that. Because honestly, if I was a parent and I was I had two kids that wanted it, that would be awesome. Like, that would be a cool yeah. little thing. But I don't know. Like a person that doesn't, isn't two people (laughs) or isn't like for them and one other person. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so one other um, unique story that I have to move on after and then we'll move on to um, TV shows and movies. But so um, Fire Emblem. I was going to ask you about that. (laughs) Well, okay, so Fire Emblem, technically the last two entries have done this thing with like storylines basically so in fire emblem three houses there's three campaigns that you can play in one in each house Mm -hmm. you know and then even before which all comes in one game so one 60 game you have all three options you basically pay like the first six chapters are the same and then you get to a point Actually, I might be misremembering six chapters, but basically a set number of chapters are the same. Mm-hmm. And then you reach a point where you pick a house to align with and then you diverge the path, right? And so that's encouraging replayability. You interact with the same, almost all of the characters are the same in every path, but your relationships with those characters change depending on what house you're aligned with. So I was like gung-ho to replay that game like all three times. Oh, you were. <laughs> I I was I was ready. I was like already like outlining the like the which one I would do number 2 and which which ho- route I would save for last and I think in that particular situation okay first of all spoiler alert I only played through one pathway and never went back to do the second or third but I think I just went so hard you did with like the first playthrough like eating breathing sleeping Mm -hmm. fire emblem and the golden deer and i like i made it a thing to like try to get as many characters as i could into my house because you can quote unquote like steal other housemates by like like enticing them to come to your house based on your stat level like oh if your sword level is a b and your your spell level is a c i'll come hang out with you kind of thing you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm so I did it. I did my work to like get so many of them into my house. Um, so you know the idea of a different plot line really enticed me, but due to time, I just didn't go through with it. But even before that generation of Fire Emblem, there was the Fire Emblem Conquest and Fire Emblem Birthright 
like games that ended up doing the Pokemon thing where it came out in two separate games. And then there was Fire Emblem Revelation, which was like the ultimate version. Like essentially, I guess it came out with like a, you know, a red and a blue and a yellow kind of situation mm-hmm. in terms of Pokemon terms. And so with Fire Emblem Birthright Conquest and Revelation, I ended up buying the three pack because in Birthright, you had one group of characters. In Conquest, you had another group of characters. And then Revelations, like, both of them kind of combined. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play all of them, and I need to know everything. And I played through. I finished Birthright and loved it. And I basically got through, like, halfway of Conquest. And Conquest was actually, like, designed to be more challenging. And I just didn't finish <laughs> the game. It got hard. And, you know, Fire Emblem's all about you know, insta death and everything. Like the characters, yeah. once they die, if they die in battle, they're gone for good. And I play casual mode and that's how I got into the Fire Emblem franchise for casual mode, which means casual. You know, my, 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 my students or my characters would come back after a battle, like any normal JRPG. Um, but yeah, I think uh, games that kind of play around with the concept of that is pretty neat. I, and I like, I applaud Fire Emblem Three Houses, because that was both of our game of the year, 2019, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Um, yes. That was such a good game, and the cool thing about it was it was 60 bucks, and honestly, like, once you play it through a little bit, you realize there's actually four ways you can play this game. Yes. For 60 bucks, and it's like 60 hours each playthrough, and, you know, a majority of that 60 hours is different. You know, because it, it's like yes. the first half doesn't take you as long as the second half. And so I love that idea. The The way I don't like, you know, Diamond and Pearl or Sword and Shield or whatever is like, man, there's no real difference between these. And like, it is just replaying the same game. While this one is kind of like replaying it, but you get like a little bit of different lore. You get to see this character in a different way because you're closer to them because you're under a different house in this, mm-hmm. in this playthrough. Um, but I knew... A, from the very get-go i finished my golden deer campaign um and i was like this is the best game i've played all year and i'm moving on like i i had no interest to go back um but i also i didn't even go as hard as you i think i got like four students from other houses Mm -hmm. but did not try i was just like talk to them oh they like me today um okay cool come over um if they didn't (laughs) okay cool see on the battlefield you know (laughs) (laughs) you even like your romance at the end matt you just like defaulted to whoever showed up in your final cutscene. yeah yeah um because at the end it's like based upon their relationship they like pair up and i was like it was like a surprise you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it's like i never played the game i was like i would never have picked these two together Yeah. Well, like Tiffany's like matchmaking throughout her game. Um but yeah. Oh yeah. I I never had any intention to finish that game four times, but oof, it was great. What a great game though. Maybe one day they'll make a Fire Emblem game that you'll treat like Cuphead or Majora's Mask. They're just Maybe too long. I I finished cuz oh. like Cuphead is Cuphead is hard. It's very difficult. But if you get it, you can just roll through it. And I finished, I think I platinumed Cuphead on PlayStation less in 10 hours. So Okay, so follow-up question then. What's the longest game that you've actually replayed, Matt? Um, like Majora's Mask is a long game. Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 are long games. Oh, yeah, I minds. guess that's... Yeah, the um, no, Kingdom Hearts is a long game. Yeah. I feel like a good 40 um, hours. I've replayed a lot of zelda games and that like but nothing like jrpgs i feel like are long and they're very methodical and like there's some grinding involved and there's some like building your team and it's not just straight action so i feel like you almost feel a 60 hour game different than a 60 hour kingdom Hearts game where you're running to go play in little mermaids islands you know like you just like right, go right. on um while JRPG, okay. you know, you got the little bit of, you know, time stoppage. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to TV shows. 
And I have a confession. So, nor honest to honestly, I'm very bad at rewatching TV shows, aka like I sometimes I usually intend to rewatch a TV show, but I've yet to actually do that. Mm-hmm. Except now, <gasps> y'all, I rewatch WandaVision on the regular. So, <laughs> I like a like okay, let me break this down. So like, for example, I own the DVD collection of House MD. When I was watching House MD when it was airing on Fox like decades ago, I like I liked it a lot. I, you know, went to pharmacy school and I basically was like, I should rewatch House MD. I'm going to buy the DVDs whenever they're on sale on Black Friday, you know, get a good deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. To watch it later. It eventually came on to Netflix. You guys, I never rewatched House MD. I think I lent. I okay. first of all, I've told my mom to watch it. So I've like. You know, my mom has watched a few episodes, She, you know, with the DVD player or whatever. But I think there's very few episodes of House MD that I've actually watched. Or if I did, I honestly can't even remember. Like, maybe I did rewatch season one at some point. But I, I have the entire collection and I have yet to rewatch it. I also bought the DVD collection of Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation. Love that show. <laughs> I, like... Bought it was on the box set was on sale on a Black Friday for like you know forty dollars you know for the entire season it was going off Netflix like I was like now is the time it's still plastic wrapped excellent <laughs> like I mean I feel mint like condition mint condition you know spoiler alert I was even debating about regifting it you know what I mean like that's why it's still plastic wrapped. <laughs> But I have all these intentions to watch these TV shows. But I think the thing is also for me, a lot of the TV shows that I, that I, um, you know, a lot of American TV shows are very long. Now, I have rewatched an occasional Korean drama because they do the whole thing where it's one season, kind of one and done, you know, like 18 episodes jam packed of you know, storytelling done. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way Korean dramas are there. Uh, most of them are very, you know, succinct, like 16 to 20 episodes of story. And then they move on kind of thing. Right. Like very few seasonal runs of shows. Cause that's more of a Western concept. Um, but WandaVision, I will wake up early to watch before work. I now have two, the second half of the show. I have two different friend groups that I will go and rewatch the episodes with. <laughs> like fr- like Friday night, I'm going to a friend's and watching it. And then Sunday, I'm going to a friend's and watching it again. Like that Friday's episode. It is so good. And honestly, I think for me, the these are, this is where the, the all the things came together to create this magical experience for me. Number one, episodes are coming out weekly, and number two, the episodes are so short. Mm-hmm. They are lit- like the first couple are literally like twenty two minutes long, and I'm just like, what? Why is it over? I need more. So this is why I keep... I feel like most TV shows come out weekly though. So I don't know what you say it comes <laughs> no. out weeklys. Alex, listen, the, the like <laughs> we're in a streaming age. I'm like word finding. We're in a streaming age now. It's a binge watch model. In the okay? age of Netflix. Like, right, but but for the past like ninety years of television however I don't pay for cable anymore, sir. I like, know, but I'm just saying, even when we were younger, those shows came out on a weekly basis with new episodes. Yeah, and if- how would I rewatch those shows, sir? Literally, they were on cable that one time, and that was it. You couldn't stream right, it. Right, but now you're saying they're on streaming. I'm just saying, I don't. you saying it comes out on a weekly basis okay, makes you... Let me explain. So it's a weekly basis, and I'm just like, I need to know more, and I need to... Or maybe I can watch it again for clues and hints. I've literally rewatched every single episode of WandaVision three times so you're saying that if wandavision came out with all nine episodes dropped on a single day you wouldn't rewatch it like you just watch one through nine and be done that's a great question i think i'd rewatch it like in a year like i think i would rewatch i would i would have watched all of it and been like man what an experience am i right 
and then like you know Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is about to come out or you know I get a trailer for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness I get a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home and I'm gonna be popping in some WandaVision popping in you know what I mean yep fair enough like yeah but honestly I can't name any other show that I've necessarily rewatched like in entirety even though there are good intentions like you know, we recently, Alex and I recently restarted watching Big Bang Theory, like, mm-hmm. to finish it off. And I'm like, man, this was a great show. I should rewatch <laughs> the show. <laughs> or the older episodes, you know? But anyone else watch TV? Or don't watch TV? Because clearly, like, I barely do. <laughs> I do watch TV. I don't know about... Well, I guess rewatch. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, I watch like the office when it's on like and it's always on okay i'll like mm-hmm. put it on and i it's something i could cook in the background or, or what have you you know like whatever um you don't really have to know because you've seen like all the episodes um i i get what you're saying about wandavision because like for you know something for you all to look forward to uh tiffany and i will be talking about wandavision uh this coming week we'll be having our peer review of wandavision We'll be doing yes. a deep dive of all episodes. A deep, deep dive. And um, I have watched them once, each episode just once. And so I'm planning on watching all of it now, all the way through, at, at some point in, this weekend. In, okay, in preparations for in our preparation. Period. Because the thing about WandaVision and the reason why sometimes I want to rewatch things is because... There is a little bit of mystery about it, and I'm not going to spoil anything about WandaVision because it's so new, and you should give it a watch if you have Disney+. And then check out our peer review, obviously. Um, But the thing about WandaVision is that there's a bit of mystery throughout the whole thing, and you don't really understand what's going on until you're about Mm -hmm. where we're at in the season. And so I feel like there's things that I 100% missed in the first like four or five episodes that I'm really looking forward to just rewatching them and being like oh it was right there like i could have seen like how could i not right. see that um right. so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that aspect honestly tv has always been three of three for me like bef- behind movies and video games i've never really rewatched anything like i've never really had a thought to do that um like on my own like on my own volition besides unless there's just like reruns on the tv and that's kind of where that where that goes okay Right. Like I'm in a similar vein where I've never intentionally rewatched like a whole series of a TV show and I've only just rewatched um, like reruns. Right. So things like Family Matters or Full House or my, one of my favorite SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Love the SpongeBob reruns, you know. Um, but in terms of shows and I guess I'm going to include anime into this because there yeah. are two animes I've specifically have rewatched in their entirety after watching them the first time. The first being G Gundam and that being yeah, a okay. Gundam series back in like, you know, late nineties, I think was the original run. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that obviously I didn't want, like it was on TV, but then later, you know, I watched it when it was available online and there was just something magical about that being, I guess my first true like Gundam like series I know it's a, you know, it's a storied franchise going on for decades and it being my first has just been something super special to me of seeing those characters, seeing these giant robots battle each other in space and it just having that excitement of here's your classic, you know, protagonist classic. There's a villain and just seeing the protagonist go through the struggles of finally overcoming the villain at the end of its spoilers uh, but just seeing that like overarching story, and I've I think I've gone through that now three times. So the original watch, and I've rewatched it twice. But just a very kind of good, good feels type show for me to rewatch. And I do watch it in English because obviously when it ran on TV, it, it wasn't English dubbed. And the other uh, anime I've rewatched, which I've only rewatched once, but it's Code Geass, and this one came out like mid to late 2000s but and it's of the similar vein there are mechs in it it's mechs fighting other mechs so that maybe there's some correlation between g gundam and code geass <laughs> uh but that 
being an anime where the storytelling, I guess, kind of turned me on to more mature themes of the idea. And not to say mature themes, but there's the aspect of like mind control and killing people and there being, it was a graphic show. There was blood. There was, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. saw people die in it. And I guess it was one of the first kind of shows where even though it was an anime kind of introduced me to the more serious things of, oh, this is what storytelling can do. And even though it's an animated show, it's still in a very serious tone yet you know, there's still action in it and it still has a message at the end of the day that's trying to get across to say, you know, what do you stand for? The idea of saying is, are these your thoughts or are these the thoughts of someone else, you know, forcing you to think them and the kind of self identity of who you think you are as a person and going beyond that about personality traits and stuff. And, you know, I could go on, but it definitely was a show that got me thinking more complexly about how do you, people tell stories in tv shows right because you know each episode only being 20 minutes it's a very different storytelling medium than movies and so it's something that they are designed to get you to come back right a la like wandavision and tiffany right now where every episode they're writing it such that it's telling you more of the overarching story but then it ends or cuts off each episode such that you're enticed to come back so i think it's it's definitely interesting in that part and it lets you when you rewatch it, right, and everything's out all at once, give you a different perspective saying, even though I've seen this already, now I can kind of see how they're trying to tell the story episode by episode and see that overarching through line and how it's interesting in that way, just by a matter of the the production of it. Yeah, and I also want to say and comment that you did watch another anime again because you forced me to watch it, Sword Art Online. You were like I guess that is true. The you, first season only, though. The yeah, first you, season. You were like, you need to <laughs> watch this. That. We're going to watch. Like, he literally sat. He's like, we're not going to do anything but watch this anime. And I was mm-hmm. like, at least season one. So you'll watch the rest because I love it so much. And I was like, okay. And then I watched the season. I thought, and then I watched the second season on my own. And it was pretty good. You know, I really. You guys, I really do have good intentions to rewatch things TV show wise. Like I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Maybe in a decade, I will actually watch House MD or Parks and Rec. You know, because you know the thing that made me finally replay Kingdom Hearts was the revival. You know, another installment, but mm-hmm. also the fact that it had been like you know twelve years or whatever since I last remembered it. So. I think who knows maybe I'll even rewatch Supernatural that show that's like the longest running TV show on TV I don't know what about maybe. The Simpsons The Simpsons just got uh approved for season 33 and 34 Wow <laughs> okay so maybe crazy. I meant live action fantasy show <laughs> that's, so that's crazy. what I mean Supernatural is a live action Yeah Simpsons is crazy I don't know who we Wait didn't Matt you knew someone who rewatched The Simpsons Um did I your co-resident of the past. Oh, you know, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like he would, um, which I don't know if this Just is several episodes much about him, he... but he would like at like 2 a.m. He would text me a clip that he was watching of The Simpsons and like ever, <laughs> like frequently, <laughs> very okay. frequently. Yeah. I, yep. yeah. And you wouldn't know. He was like a huge Simpsons fan, but Simpsons he would fan, rewatch yeah. all of them. I don't know if it was just like his comfort food or what, but he yeah. loved that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just extracting more deets. I'm oh. reminding people of things that they forgot about. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is deep storytelling. That we didn't guys. even know about ourselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is a, this is a, a soul finding episode, you know? <laughs> so in segue to the fact that I've rewatched WandaVision, like almost every episode, like three times, whatever, what have you. In addition to that, I've rewatched a lot of Marvel movies mm-hmm. also in between while waiting for more WandaVision. I'm just like rewatching Marvel movies each week because I just want to be back. I want to feel the same feelings in that universe. I want to be in the world. I want to be immersed with the characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very open to rewatching movies. Movies are something that I rewatch constantly. I love 
the feelings they made me feel the first time. And then I just want to relive those same feelings. Or I just want to watch that scene again because to remind myself how wonderful the scenes are in certain situations. Like specifically, I've watched Avengers Infinity War at least seven times in the last since 20 the movie came out in 2017 I've rewatched that movie at least seven times since then and I just love it Endgame I've rewatched at least four or five times I just honestly a lot of these movies are just comforting Disney movies forget about it I, I'll rewatch a Disney movie you know like when I was oh, a yeah. kid rewatch them all the time like I rewatched like Moana the other day because I was just like, well, Still in that case, I was, it. well, oh my God. I was trying to, um, I told a friend that he needed to see it or he hadn't seen it. So basically I watched Moana again and maybe I need to do the same with Matt. Hey. Maybe we need to have a Moana time, you know? <laughs> Moana like, time. <laughs> Moana time. It's Moana time. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think for me, in terms of a group of films that I've seen the most, um, is probably a lot of the MCU films. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of the MCU films multiple times, at least in the, la- you know, the last decade. I just remember that mostly. Also, because I, you know, make people watch it or I accidentally double date people in the sense of like I tell one group of friends that I'm going to see it with them and then another group of friends said hey like in, when we used to be able to go to the theater do you want to go see it and I'm just like yes so I do you, to do wait a minute do you do you like act surprised you're like oh, I can't wait to see this movie I wonder what happens that's literally happened twice but like I've had you, to act oh you act no I act like it's my first time seeing it. It's happened twice where I've, I've basically, I was going to lose in either situation. Like I already saw this yesterday. Like I literally, listen, I, a death scene scene comes up and you're going to be like, Oh, I hate this part. And they're like, what, what did you say? You're like, nothing, (laughs) nothing. I didn't say anything. (laughs) Um, but also I have to, normally I don't, I don't ever really rewatch movies in the movie theater but I did like I I haven't paid to go see a movie in the theater until Infinity War and Endgame. Those are the two films I actually went to go see in the theater at least like I think I saw Infinity War three times because I saw it two times and then one in IMAX and then Endgame I saw twice, but I wanted to see it a third time, but I never did. But, you know, most of the time if I go see it in the theater, there's plenty of times where I will watch it again at home, mm-hmm. you know, with my parents. But I, I rewatch movies all the time. And one of the biggest factors I think for it, other than what I said about wanting to relive the memories and stuff, is the fact that they're very nice bite-sized experiences, you know, like two to three hours. Like, hmm. I'm hanging out with someone who hasn't seen it before. Let's watch it. I liked it. You yeah. know? Yeah. I love rewatching movies. I love it. I rewatch movies quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, Here we go. Same same as you. You know, I'm MCU. I've watched, you know, all of them. Not as much as you. Um, some movies I've probably seen on par with you. Like, I've seen Ant-Man a lot because I'm the per- type of person oh. that's like... Oh, you need Ant Man's hilarious, and they're like, "Oh, really?" And like, "Oh, it's so funny," and I'm like, "Let's," and just like you're like, "Pop yeah, a squat." Exactly. We're watching it right now. Um, so, and I've watched a lot of MCU, you know, uh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all these kind of like awesome franchises and series. I love, like, I love rewatching them. Um, I I think one thing that I I enjoy watching as well are Christopher Nolan films. Um, because it's kind of like the same way that I was talking about WandaVision. Like, a lot of twists happen in um, mm-hmm. in movies. And a lot of twists happen in Christopher Nolan movies in particular. And it's kind of like, I kind of get it at the end of a Christopher Nolan film. So you kind of just want to watch it again to see if your theory pans out or if it kind of mm-hmm. like helps you figure it out. Like, I watched Inception three times in the theater. Like, don't care. Like, it was just so much fun. Like, because... I watched it with some friends and then right. we sat there and we're like, so what, what happened? Okay. Like, you want to go watch it again? Like tomorrow? Yeah. Sure. Like we like sad about it. And then like we, we went and watched it the next day and then we went and like got like some food afterwards and was just like talking theories about what happened. Um, wow. 
but like that's that's the type that like really brings me back like if you like talk about really classic like 90s films they nice. had such great twists that you want to watch it again like the usual suspects with kevin spacey is like one of the movies that has one of the best twists mm-hmm. in all of film history and when you realize it in the end you just want to watch it again which is like close to a three-hour film so like <laughs> you know like it's it's like two hours plus um so it's a commitment but i love just like when you figure out the twist try to try to see if like you can see something different the next time you play it um so i i love rewatching movies it's definitely a pastime of mine i i was a late bloomer with the prestige mm-hmm. but man mm-hmm. i've watched the prestige a ton since i initially saw it. i initially saw it in like 2018 and no I've, way. I've rewatched it yeah quite a bit like it's it's one of the only movies i actually own in my apartment i have like three movies maybe actually only two <laughs> that i've bought on blu-ray because i just want to watch it when i want to and like there's no streaming services wow. that have it some like i think it might have popped yeah. back on amazon prime but there was like a, a sequence it wasn't on there and i was like well i guess yeah i, I remember order it like yeah <laughs> I, I bought it for like four dollars or something or five dollars oh, yeah. the blu-ray maybe it was on did sale I buy it at and... the same time as you yeah okay probably yeah. but there's i i love watching movies because this the thing about it is like you said they're like bite-sized they're like two maybe three hours yeah and then you're done like it's it's mm-hmm. bookend you know by the title screen to the credits everything you need to know about it is in that two or three hours tv it's just like a lot of filler and like a lot of things that aren't important Mm -hmm. and like then you have to kind of remember Mm -hmm. things and like hemorrhoid is like you're watching dragon ball z and you have to like sit through five minutes of previously on you know like yeah that like just doesn't jive with me uh Mm -hmm. so movies have always been the perfect replayable thing i'm exactly on the opposite end of the spectrum from both of you so movies i avoid like actively avoid rewatching, and it's kind of on two major accounts that you guys kind of talked about already one being that i actually hate the fact that once i've watched it right and if there is a twist i know the twist already and so i can appreciate the fact of rewatching and see if the director has done something to kind of make you believe a certain way and kind of see the differences and see the misdirection uh, about the twist so that such that you didn't see the twist was coming. But since I know now that there's a twist, I feel like a lot of the magic of the movie's gone because that first shock value of saying, mm-hmm. oh, that's really what's happening, I'll never get that again. And I think that that's like a, a takeaway to say you can never get that moment back. And so after you've watched it the one time, the movie doesn't, you know, as some you. people may word it, it doesn't hit the same the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the prime examples of that, of recent memory, is Knives Out, which came out, I think, 2019. I love Knives Out. Knives Out was a fantastic movie. You know, all the mystery behind it. Yes. Obviously, it's a like mystery thriller. And the misdirection and kind of you playing along with the main character, right? The or detective. I guess secondary character. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to figure out the mystery. But now that I've watched it all the way through and I have already seen kind of the bits and pieces of what kind of went into it and how it was trying to mislead you or also give you clues as to help you solve potentially what was going on, I I have no benefit or I have no way of watching it again without having that knowledge. And I think that's why it ruins the experience for me is because even though it's such a great thing that, oh yeah, I didn't see the twist coming or I didn't see all the little clues or evidence of what was presented. Now that I know and I have seen and heard the breakdown of it, it's ne- it's never the same. And so that's something that really deters me from wanting to go back and watching it again. I think one of the cool things about those twists are kind of what Tiffany was talking about is kind of like sharing those experiences with people who've never seen them. Because like my favorite thing is to like yeah exactly and like when it when the twist is about to happen you kind of like awkwardly mm-hmm. turn to them just to see what their facial expression watch is people like. watch movies um or even like <laughs> yeah. i've just told a bunch of people now because like i'm not able to really you know watch movies with some people you know like that are far away they can't travel or whatever i'll just be like yo you need to watch the prestige and text me when it happens you know like and and just to kind of like 
then talk about it because I'll mm-hmm. talk about the prestige all day, you know, or mm-hmm. I'll talk about whatever. Um, but it's so cool. Like, right. To like, I wish I could have amnesia almost and rewatch or replay things. And like, that's the closest we can get is to share movies with someone else and like see what they would feel is kind of like similar to how we feel. I definitely agree with you that if we could wipe our memories of a certain thing and say, I, I want to rewatch X movie again. Yeah, I would totally do that if that was an option. Because then I could get that, oh, that's yeah. what happens and get that, you know, twist and shock value again. But I guess personally, you know, I do agree with saying the closest we can get to it right now, pending, you know, any future technology advancements is seeing someone else's reaction to it. But it's never the same. And it will never be the same because it's a different person, right? Like however they view the movie, however they view their background and where they come from, even though it's by proxy, how you can get the feeling you'll never reach it because no one is you. And so I understand the feeling you're trying to get by watching it, but also I'm not the biggest fan of watching movies with people because mostly I just want to watch the movie and like get the feeling of the movie of like what's happening, like in and of itself. And so, like, I'm there to appreciate, like, the production, right? Like, I, like the director, the producer, right, the crew, the you know, the shoot and everything. It's, you know, as a piece of art, right, as movies are, I want to see what they're trying to deliver to me as a viewer. And so I'm kind of trying to remove myself from the movie-going experience, right? Because I guess going to watch a movie doesn't add to my experience unless I know it's a movie I am not going to care for. And then the experience and who I'm going with is to make up for the fact like, you know, prior to COVID selling in, I think it was two years ago, maybe three years ago. uh, I went and saw the power Rangers movie with my friends. I saw that in theaters, the rebooted one. Um, Yeah. And so that's a movie I knew wasn't going to be great. Right. Like you could tell by the trailers, you could tell by the, (laughs) it was fine. Yeah. It it was a fine movie, (laughs) but good it's not it was, something that's gonna win awards right. Right, right and so it was a fun time right so i'm making up for it by going there with my friends and in that moment then the movie going experience bolstered the movie because when they key in the classic theme of goko power rangers towards the last <laughs> like 30 minutes of the movie me and my friends all freaked out in the theater and you know yeah every, like that was a great singular moment in that movie to share with my yes. friends, but that's not to say that the movie itself was amazing or anything. So I, I can see where the movie going experience can be bolstered, but those are when I'm preparing for myself to not enjoy it, you know, based on the merits of the movie. Um, and I guess on the other note, when you guys were talking about the length, I think the length is also a deterrent for me because the fact that these things are so short, it's something that, I don't feel like I should bother wasting the time of investing the two to three hours into rewatching something or less, right? Like an hour and a half because it's so minuscule, right? Like it is like, Oh, it's an hour and a half, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. You know? Yeah. You can get it done. I think when I go to rewatch stuff or replay stuff as well, the length does kind of play into say, if I am doing it, I'm willing to invest my time in kind of going through this multi-hour journey again i think there's more meaning at least to me personally when i do that to say yes this thing is going to take me 20 hours total to get through whether it's a game or you know an anime or tv show show. Mm -hmm. but there's more meaning to that because if i'm telling you i'm doing that that means i find it worth it to me to go through all of it again and so for me i kind of use it as this was so good, it's worth putting another 20 hours into, even if the thing itself hasn't changed, right? Because it's the exact same thing. But it's something that I don't mind spending another 20 hours on my life rewatching because that's how much I enjoyed it. So I, I kind of use that as a, I guess, watermark of saying, oh yeah, if I told you I did it again, it's because that's how much I really enjoyed it. In terms of movies, there is one movie franchise I have rewatched and I guess one standalone movie, but that's because it's my favorite movie of all time. But the franchise being back to the future, I've watched back to the future one, two and three several times each, you know, obviously to each of them, they're to their own merits of how good they are. But, and I think in that, the way that they tell their story and the kind of campiness, right, of the mm-hmm. the jokes and the, the script and also the, just the situations that Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd are in that 
for some reason that that movie just grabs me in a way that no other movie does. And maybe it's also because it's a trilogy that, and how the characters are connected and all the scenarios that they get into is something that really kind of speaks to me as here's a not really serious. Well, I guess it's a serious story because there's time travel involved, but then also now you're in the wild west and it's just that kind of ridiculousness of, how they tell their story. And in terms mm-hmm. of the single movie I've rewatched is 12 Angry Men. And so now I forget the year, but 50s, it's a 50s movie, black and white. And I know it's going to probably come to a surprise to a lot of people that this is my favorite movie. Now, not a lot of people ask me what it is, but this is hands down, bar none, my favorite movie of all time. Wow. And it's the fact I- that that movie, I guess, showed me how powerful characters can be in a story and the importance of good character development and good characters in general, because that movie mm-hmm. takes place in two scenes. There are literally two scenes in that movie being the deli- you mean locations. What you mean? Locations, I guess locations, but I guess it's also scenes, just different angles within the scene. But the first being the, uh, deliberation room and the courtroom. And so the entirety of, and I guess the beginning of the movie starts with the courthouse zooming in from the outside, but in the fact that the, the, the scenery doesn't change. Right. And so you're, you get to know these characters in this singular, I guess, location slash, um, you know, you know, with different perspectives, but it's the power of being able to have it be a familiar location and spending, you know, it's only, I think an hour, 40 minutes. It's not a long movie. Spend the hour, 40 minutes with these characters, but just getting in that hour of 40 minutes feel like you lived a lifetime with them and being able to like commiserate and also get to know these people. It's just that movie is so great. And I've been able to rewatch it or it's compelled me to rewatch it because it's such an interesting story. And the fact that, right, it only takes place in two locations adds to the appeal to it of it for me. So fun fact, back to the future trilogy is like the only movie I've ever bought Alex for Christmas because I know that he loves that series so much. And also, I almost want to say, Alex, that you have just such a better memory than me that what you've been saying about how you know what happens, that you don't care to like relive that moment again because you already know what's going to happen. I feel like that also kind of influence like your memory like influences it. I'm not going to lie. There's been some movies where I thought I loved and then I've completely forgotten. Like I'm watching it. I'm like, wait, that happened. Or like, you know, like if there's a, just a a large chunk of time missing, like I remember Matt, when you were freaking asking me, have you seen the prestige? And I was like, yeah, I of course saw the prestige. And I remember watching it like twice, like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I remembered one key moment, you know, the reveal of that particular movie. But a Mm -hmm. lot of the other happenings, I was like, I could not even, you know, I just like the wife drama. Like, I just didn't remember that stuff until I watched it again. So I don't know if that's speaking poorly on my part that I don't have the best memory or something. But like, I feel like with a lot because I consume so much creative content, whether it be books, movies, shows, games. You know, I feel like occasionally when I rewatch something, I am surprised. <laughs> no, that that's the amnesia that I wish I had, such <laughs> yeah. that I could re-enjoy the experience again. Yeah, I think that's partially what I have. Um, also, um, the the movie. Actually, I honestly just lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was about to say. There's that guys. amnesia again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It takes another one. <laughs> oh my god. That you know what? That's probably that's probably it. Uh one question though, Alex, there was one movie that you had we had spoke about that you were like, oh maybe I will actually rewatch that in the last like month or two. And I just remember being astonished. And what movie was that? It was Avatar. Yes. Because oh. My my main so I've actually never seen Avatar for you know table setting for those that don't know so it's not necessarily I'm rewatching it but I've never seen it and my main gripe was some of the storytelling plot points that I thought were just uncreative and lacked any inspiration but recently I came to the realization that 
they were, or not to say that they were creative, but they weren't as an offense that as I thought they would be. And I'm not going to get into details because maybe yeah. it's spoilers to some people. Yeah. But it's something that I realized that even though I've skipped Avatar, and obviously not the last Airbender or James Cameron's Avatar, uh, even though I've skipped in the past that I might be more interested now to actually go back to that and see why people enjoyed it. I'll be, I do understand a lot of that is because of the movie going experience for it, you know, seeing mm-hmm. it on a large screen and having the Dolby surround sound and everything. And obviously I won't get that if I watch it in the comfort of my own home, but at least I can, you know, watch the movie for what it is and the story and whatnot. For some reason I thought the movie was Ant-Man but you talking about Avatar also kind of makes sense. I thought I you also were... was really confused for a second because I immediately went to Avatar: Last Airbender movie, no, and I was no. like, "Why would you ever want to rewatch that?" No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> good thing then, I clarified that. But yeah, for some reason, I thought you said like, "Oh, maybe I will rewatch Ant Man," and I was like, "What?" But I must have made that up in my head. It was wishful thinking. But also, mm-hmm. um, as a as a like a, an ending story to this, when we were children. Our father would make us watch all of our blockbuster rentals twice. So technically, Alex has rewatched plenty of movies. I don't remember any of this. Literally, you know, because, you know, you you get the blockbuster rental on a Friday. You got to return it on a Sunday. My dad would be like, you need to watch it twice to make this $4.50 or however much it cost worth it. So legit, we'd watch it Friday night or Saturday night, and then we'd watch it one more time Sunday morning before we had to turn in those VHS tapes. <laughs> Shoutouts to Blockbuster. What? Oh, yeah. Blockbuster was a great asset back in the Shout 90s. Shoutout to that one last Blockbuster in Alaska that's still kicking it. Oh, for sure. Good on, good on them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our talk on re-watching and replaying mediums. Uh, if you have, you know, if the listeners have some stuff that they love to replay or rewatch and you want to tell us why, please tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast or write in at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you can convince Alex to actually rewatch something I don't know or maybe just tell us what you love to do and maybe that will inspire me to rewatch or replay that as well so that's it everybody I hope you have a great night or day whenever you're listening to this maybe we need to have a Moana time you know there's that amnesia again you know